everybody. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Keeping It Real with Caramel. As we say 100, I have Michael on the line. How are you? Hey, I'm doing outstanding. Thanks for uh, having me. Oh my God. When I saw your profile, I was like, I got to have Michael on my podcast because I want everybody to know who he is. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So I know that you do, um, you're an author and, and you do other things. So why was an Army um, JAG lawyer your choice as a career? Well, that's interesting because I uh, I was in the Army way back in, in high school and then I, I got commissioned through the Army ROTC. But when I saw... People don't believe this story, but it, it, the truth is I was watching A Few Good Men, which was uh, years ago with Tom Cruise, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, I was having to choose what I wanted to be in the military because you get to choose whether you want to be a pilot, infantry, and I saw that movie around the same time that I had to choose. I didn't even know there were lawyers in the in the Army, and oh, so wow. I, I chose Army, and then my time in the Army was primarily criminal defense, so I spent my time in the Army representing people anything from you know drug use uh any crime that's out there in the civilian world that they have in the military i was involved in those types of cases right right and i just want to say thank you for your service you know oh, I can't, my pleasure can't forget to say that so yes you represent and um a lot of military members so what does it mean to you by representing them well you know, if you join the military, when you come in, whether you're officer or enlisted, you raise your hand, and you swear to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So basically, you're agreeing to sacrifice your life and dedicate your life um, towards representing or defending and representing the Constitution. It isn't about, you know, you don't sign up to go fight the Nazis or to go fight, you know, the Taliban or Al Qaeda or whatever. The situation may be you're fight you're fighting to defend the constitution and a lot of those constitutional rights have to do with, the main constitutional rights have to do with due process a fair trial you know justice under the law and th- that's really what we're fighting for uh, to make sure that the service members that don't get railroaded like you see so often in civilian courts a lot of times in civilian courts the rights of people get trampled uh, whether you have a lawyer or not and so my job is making sure that our service members get the best representation and you know we get them the best result possible and make sure their rights aren't trampled on right and and that's true that's very true so can you tell the listeners about 2006 when you was in iraq and you helped the client because i was reading in your bio that you in 2006 it was a case that you um helped the client and can you tell the um the listeners about that a little bit oh yeah yeah so uh well in 2006 I'm not sure the demographics of your audience, but I'm going to just give you a real quick history lesson. We're in Iraq and the Iraq war is not going well. And there's Al Qaeda folks running around, capturing Americans, uh, beheading people, just committing murder, mayhem. And there's a question of whether there's a civil war in Iraq. So the Bush administration was saying, no, 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 there's no civil war. It's all under control, which was not true. And so they sent a on a mission to try to, you know, it was a kill them all mission. And a kill them all mission in modern times is not really legal. Like we used to do those in Vietnam and in World War II. You can't send a unit on a kill them all mission to basically kill everybody on an objective because there are women there, children there, there's people that aren't combatants. 
So it was in the legal order. Anyway, they sent the 101st Airborne out. And, and this, this was called Operation Iron Triangle. And the idea was they were going to decapitate, not literally, but, you know, destroy Al-Qaeda's leadership in Iraq. The problem is they ended up on this objective with those orders. And the objective was seven miles long. So, I mean, come on. You don't even well, know who's in yeah. the seven. <laughs> it's like saying, yeah, go that- to that town and kill everybody. Uh, you can't do that under under the law. And so there were some orders that were given and some some people that were killed that shouldn't have been killed. So I, I defended someone named... Uh, uh, specialist William Hunsicker. I had to go over to Iraq, and that's when we started finding out that the mission was actually a kill of all mission, and, and the colonels and the generals and everyone up top that sent them on the mission were all ducking for cover and, you know, trying oh, to point the wow. finger. Typical, you know, this is typical stuff. It, it happens even in modern times in politics where people, they order something to be done, and then when something bad happens, they have to blame the, the lower people. The lower of course. Mission. Of course, because they don't want to get in trouble for what they already ordered. Right, you know, right. They want to get reputation, really high standard, and because that's the lower person, they want to make them feel like they're the bad ones, and even though that they're the ones that ordered it, you know? Yeah. And it, it's crazy. But but that's, I mean, I think this has been happening throughout, from no matter where you are in the world, going back to, and as long as there were human beings, human beings, like especially when they're in politics i mean probably the ancient kings and tribal leaders and whatever we're doing some of the similar things and these aren't things that we would want our our would teach our children right we teach our children to right. take responsibility to have some moral ethical standards but unfortunately you know throughout history it's been shown that a lot of politicians not all of them but a lot of them don't have really don't follow the same standard although they claim to Right. That, that That is true. That is true. So I know that you deal with high profile cases you used to or you still do, but your emotions about these clients, like, how do you feel? Do you feel like really like sorry for these clients or you just do the best you can for them? Because I know sometimes you get emotionally attached to certain certain cases. So have you ever got emotionally attacked, uh, uh, you know, attached to a case? Of course, of course. Well, that, that's one of the problems that I had when I was, was younger. I've been doing this now for 20 years, dealing with uh, military cases. And, and just so your listeners know, the military court is, it's a federal court system. So it has very similar rules and, and punishments to what you would find in a federal court system anywhere across the U.S. And we have federal judges and whatnot. So to, to go back to your, your question, uh, do I get emotionally attached? Uh, yes, but that's not a good thing to do because right. it'll it'll ruin you. You know, a lot of a lot of lawyers suffer from from a lot of defense lawyers. The ones who actually care, they suffer from depression. They suffer because imagine you work really hard for someone, and even maybe some person did something wrong, and the government right. comes down on them, and you you know their mother, their father, their kids, and you really get to know the person as a human. And then the person goes, the person you're representing goes to jail for 20 years. It, it, it can be very difficult uh, for, for them and, and for me. I mean, I, I can't say that I know exactly what it feels like to be in their shoes, but I, I'm right there beside them. But you know what? Right. It motivates you, though, because we, I, the way the system works is they, they, they kind of dehumanize the bad guys that, you know, the when they call them the bad guys like the person who committed the alleged crime or the person who's under investigation the media does it all the time so when they say oh there's like right now there are millions of people locked up in prison they're like oh they're just all 
criminals. Well, right. a lot of them are. You know, a lot of them are not, and and, a lot, and every one of them is somebody's son. Now, some people probably belong in there if they can't, if they're hurting people repeatedly and they just can't control themselves. But a lot of folks get caught up in the system and they become, what the prosecution does is they, they will charge you with so many charges that you really can't get out of the charges. You know, especially in federal court, you know, they'll charge you with a serious crime and then a bunch of other, you know, crime, like, you know, add in crimes that if you use an email. Right. And then if, if they can't get you on the main crime, they'll get you for, um, lying about it it could be some something that's really not a lie but then they say hey you're looking at 75 years mandatory minimums on some of these charges and if you just admit that you lied to the police on this issue even if you didn't you'll only get four years and so and then you have to kind of wonder like what is the point and right like what are all these people doing in jail and i always tell prosecutors that i deal with because they're they're so gung-ho and they're asking for they're like always asking for massive amounts of jail time and in my line of work these are people who have no criminal records like my military clients that i help they don't have a criminal record so these people have a clear background they volunteered to defend their country and they get into trouble and they're the man they always want like massive jail time dishonorable discharge and i said to these prosecutors have you ever been in jail like been in a jail just even visit it and go visit someone there walk through it it's a terrible place to be. So before you go and ask to put someone in jail for uh, six months or whatever for smoking marijuana, you should probably go visit a jail and see what it's like because I've been to many jails all over the country and right. basically it's pretty sad. It's very depressing. It's just a lot of people just sitting around wasting their life. And, and to me, that's a negative thing. So a lot of those folks could probably be better. It could We could be better served, in my opinion, by having a lot of these people that rather than putting them in jail, putting them into some sort of rehabilitation program or do something uh, productive so that they can get their lives back on track. Yeah, and I agree because there's a lot of innocent people that is in prison and they just was in the wrong place at the, at the wrong time and they're really innocent, but they can't prove they was innocent. Well, and I believe- you know, the amount of people... I, I don't even, I wish we could know this. There's no way to know it because a lot of people who are in jail say, I didn't do it, but there are a lot of people, particularly, you know, up until the past 15 years. And even, even, you know, once DNA became more common, the amount of men, it's primarily men that are locked up in prison that are straight up not guilty is, is staggering. You know, and the Innocence Project, I don't know if you've ever heard of them or dealt with them, but they, they go and investigate. Uh, it's, it's a team of lawyers, law students, and other professionals who get together and they only can only take on so many cases. And they have thousands of people that they've gotten out of jail, usually after they've been in there for 20 years. And these are people that are 0% innocent. Like they literally had the wrong guy. And that's something that, wow. and I deal with this stuff today. I just did a case at Fort Hood, Texas, which is the largest army base, army post in the, uh, I think in the world, but it, for, for, in the world, yeah, it is. And, yep. and they, it was a mistaken identity. The, the CID criminal investigation comes in and it, and I've had many of these with like the, the ideas, it was a young black guy. And I'm like, okay, that's like half of the post. And they, they, it was basically a bunch of drunk people. Uh, they were misidentifying the guy and we went all the way to trial. and in trial we were able to show that they had the like i'm not exaggerating this they had the wrong guy they had in the the guy that they brought in 
to testify in the case against my client was then identified as the the alleged perpetrator. So my client was found not guilty, but if if we wouldn't have done a good job or maybe he would have caught an unlucky yeah. break. Um, that, yep. Yeah, so I don't get emotionally attached, but I do get pretty fired up. Yeah, they, I can tell because when you talk about it, you're fired up right now. Well, because I think of <laughs> so my I son, you know, I, my son's 20 years old. Right, right, and, right. And that's under, and that's understandable. When you got a kid of your own, you know how it feels, you know, um, and you don't want you want justice for everybody. You just don't want, you know, because you have a kid of your own and, you know, injustice can go, you know, go to anybody. So I understand where you're coming from. So I know you have the best-selling author of Bottomine, a military legal um, the, uh, thriller. So tell the uh, listeners about okay, that. So Bottomine is, is a fictional book. So, because people ask me, they read it and they're like, my God, were you in, did you do this? Did you go to this? strip club and i'm like i'm like no it's fictional it's uh all of my imagination you know sort of sort of <laughs> no i didn't do that but uh anyway it's it's a story about a lawyer a lawyer who's kind of you know kind of a down on his luck lawyer army lawyer about to get out about to have a baby and he gets put into defending into a case where he's supposed to defend a guy that's basically a scapegoat you know back back in the war on terror that we were talking about we were torturing yeah. people it, it's it's not in dispute now but under the presidential administration at the time, they were denying it. And and, and so the, the thing is this, and this ties into my book, like you can go around and, and do things to prisoners. And I'm not going to get into whether or not we should waterboard or not. It's against the law. But if you're going to do it, don't turn around and then accuse some 22 year old guy who didn't do it. You know, don't don't make a scapegoat. Right. So the book is kind of about it, it. That's kind of the gist of it. This young lawyer is having to defend a young man who's accused of this. I'm not going to tell you what happens in the end, but he he ends up butting heads with the CIA, with with a lot of corrupt prosecutors. And in his you know attempt to get justice for his client, you kind of it kind of shows who this person really is inside. So it's a it's a, there's a lot of cool things in the book that come out, uh, you know, that have to do with oh, the police wow. and that some people are asking well, did you just write this book based on recent events i'm like no actually i wrote this book for, i mean for three years i had been working on it these are just things that i see every day um you know that that maybe have maybe becoming more in the public in the in the modern in the not in the public space but in all of america's space you know what i mean so the right, book, these right. issues, some That's some communities have been dealing with them forever but uh but no i didn't base the book on recent events it's based on it was loosely based on a case I did many years ago. Okay, so. okay. So you're focused on how to be a parent and be happy. So that's your main, that's one of your focuses, yeah. right? So it's a, tell me, do you feel that people are not happy because of the economy, the economy or do you think people are not happy because they're just angry within themselves? Oh, geez, that's kind of something we could talk about for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I, I, <laughs> I think people, it depends on the person. I think that some people are going to be happy no matter what. You have positive people, negative people. But I think one of the things that helped change my life is I, I started reading a lot. I mean, I, I read a lot anyway, but I really, with, with the social media and with the stress of my job, I started really focusing on what I can control, you know, 
every time you talk to someone they're talking about what happened at work what this guy did what this person said what this president yes. or former president whatever said and it really affects them like i i know what i have a friend of mine who's a doctor that was just recently she she's seeing the covid rise again and she was like losing her mind not literally but she was very upset about the new yeah. rise and she was yeah. angry with the president and and it was disrupting her 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 ability to do her job and interact with her kids because she was so mad about it I, what i try to do is focus on on what i can control and what i can control is my emotions so i and i can control if i read something in the news that upsets me yes of course we all are naturally going to be upset about certain things but we have to get that under control and i i'm also very right. i think we have to be very grateful i know some people wake up and they think of all the things they have to do or that whatever terrible situation they're in and my clients sometimes say this they're like the end it's the end of my life whatever it's like no there's always a worse situation you could be in and i could give many examples but just i mean imagine right. there's so many examples you can think of of and then i don't mean just like oh what if i did what if i didn't have a job like you can go way 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 worse than that and i mean for example imagine being released from a holocaust prisoner prison camp your family's dead the russians are coming you're starving to death you have no home and nowhere to go right. but that's a pretty bad right you, there are things that are they're very bad so i always think of what i can be grateful for not just general things but simple things like my eyesight clean air things like that so uh but yeah right. parents and the parenting that's kind of a touchy subject and and it's a i think that i think we have to lead by example though with our kids and right although right. we're not perfect i mean i think we're we're basically I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm 46 now, and I, I I look back to things I did five years ago, even two three years ago, and I wish I hadn't done uh-huh. or said certain things, um, you know, in front of my kids or to my kids or just to other people. Uh, so we're all we're we're basically grown up kids, and just trying exactly. to get by. And I and I agree with you that exactly. We just grow up. We the same people, same human, same one that we was a baby. We just grew up as as an adult, you know. And so do you think like um when it comes to parenting that the way the world is today, how they show things on TV, how they show like little things on um social media that that's that's growing the kids to be who they are because a lot of parents don't spend time with them as much as I think they should because they let the social media let other people like when they go to school they hear other things from school so I I think like the society is like the social media and is is making our is is growing our kids not my kid cuz you know I'm very into my and my daughter's life but what I'm saying is that you know how social media have all these different things up there and songs and all this different stuff and the kids are listening to yeah, it. I think that that is a huge problem. I'll give you an example. I completely agree with you. I think social media has done a lot of great things, uh but it's also done a lot of bad things for for even adults. I know adults that that are they're much more anxious. And so imagine if an adult is anxious based on what's on the news and what's on Facebook and social media. It, it not only trickles down to the kid to your children, but the children are seeing that stuff and then they're seeing people that are frankly bad role models and like i can like if you saw my playlist you'd be like what's this guy talking about cuz i have all sorts of crazy stuff <laughs> but i understand these are artists these are 
you know, some of these artists I listened to were previously in prison and some of the stuff they're saying, like, I'm not following in their footsteps. I think they're talented artists and I take it as art. However, you take kids right. and this is a big thing that really you want to get me fired up. It's it's with these um, a lot of folks with the when we were when I was growing up, you know, maybe someone would smoke marijuana. You had at my age, you know, where I grew up in Pennsylvania, you'd have some drug use uh and then when in high school okay but now we see a lot of people singing about and promoting and not even just singers i'm talking just like these social media celebrities who are basically most of them are like rich white dudes who live in their parents house and they travel around right. talking about oh my god life is so like i wish i could not i really don't wish this but imagine if you and i didn't have to do anything we could just like hang around that you know travel around the world and, and do drugs and and take pretty photos right that's not yeah, realistic right. and so kids see that and then these idiots are out there promoting illegal substances and i'm not even talking to marijuana i'm talking like molly percocet other over-the-counter drugs that right. are killing people and so i tell my kids like, yeah when they mention some of their friends that are or people they know they're using drugs i say listen when you get to be my age like those people if they're even alive because you know sometimes they don't make it that far like they're not the cool guy anymore. They're they're uh, they're they're often not doing well, and and it starts down it starts them down a, a life that, a path in life I should say that's really hard to, to come back from. And I know a lot of people go down that path, but once you go down the path, it gets really hard. You know the, the decisions you make and yeah. when you're in high school and right out of high school can really put your you know throw a hook in your life that it's almost unrecoverable. And so, yeah, I, so I think, yeah, social media is good, but, but it's also bad. Um, I, yeah, and I agree. I, and I agree with you because I don't know. I just don't like my child to be on social media that much because, you know, certain things she can look at fine, but just being under there all day trying to, you know, see what the trend is or see what a lot of people are doing, what they're saying, how are they saying it? You know, I try to keep her busy so she can know that it's more stuff in life because that's just a show. That's not real life. You know, people, sometimes people get on social media and tell their whole lives, you know, because they don't have nothing else to do. I don't, to think. I don't know, but I don't know what they're trying <laughs> to do, but I'm like, don't put your whole life on social media. Did you know that it's locked? And once you put something on social media, anywhere that you put on, on anywhere, it's locked in. For the, for the rest of your it can't be erased anymore people done read it and even though you erase it it's still there yeah we you know I mean, you and can find so, that stuff I mean, we we sometimes in cases where witnesses come up we, we go and we dig up their social media it's it, sometimes we can go back to like remember myspace that like even that thing's yeah oh my god that's like, way old yes cover some of the entire history and i and i know people change and we can change if we want to but yeah, but the biggest problem right. I have with social media is for for people, and this is for adults as well. It's it's such a time suck that you know I have friends that they're like, oh, how do you, how do you do this or how do you do that or they complain about whatever situation. I tell them like, listen, man, you spend three four hours a day on social media, and you're not doing it for work. Like I know people who promote their business through social media and things like that. That's different. I'm talking like looking, clicking, right. looking, clicking, like three hours go by you feel like crap and in three hours you could you could learn chinese in six months if you're at least a minimum level of it you know what i mean or you could have a you could have it three hours a week if you think about a bachelor's degree it's 15 
15 right, credits that's a week. True. So that's, that's 15 true. hours a week. So five days a week, if you're on social media for three hours or doing something that you're not doing, where you're wasting your time, you could have a bachelor's degree in four years. And if you go in the summers, you could have it in three. So there's a lot of different things you could be, or growing your business or working out. Like, you know, I, I, I yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is so definitely true. So I know that you've been married for 23 years. 23 yes. years, right? So I know you like No, this. I mean, it's, it's okay. not a, it's not a so, smooth road. No, but what, what keeps, right. So what keeps your, your marriage strong? You know, even though you travel the world and everything like that, like what keeps your marriage like really strong for 23 years? Well, one of the one of the things that allows it to be made strong is I, I, I think I made an excellent choice from the beginning. You know, I I, I found a good a good Ooh. woman from the beginning. We were both young. She was uh, 21. I was just turned 23 when we got married. And so we were law students when we got married. And so, yes, it was we had our kids as soon as like within 10 months we had my son and so i wasn't my wife were we went to temple law in philly and we would push our kids into law school and take turns going to class and people would be like what are you doing um and and so having kids was a lot of fun and i'm glad that i had my two children early however i've never having kids as you can imagine (laughs) and not even having a job is not easy so uh i I've read pretty much every, every, not because my marriage needed it per se, but I realized that I needed to grow as a human being because who I was as 22, 23, I was a young, stupid kid, really. And so I, I've attended a lot right. of training. I read a lot. I, I mean, I've been everything from to train and people don't, they sometimes think this is crazy, but I, I went to Tony Robbins seminar, the whole four day thing, which I thought was great. I've been to all sorts of mm-hmm. like training seminars to, to learn to be a better person and to prove myself. And oh, she, awesome, and she is, awesome. and here's the key though. She has to be willing to go along with it because I have read friends who the person thinks, oh, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm 25 years old. I'm the greatest guy in the world. I don't need to change at all. I don't need to grow. Uh, that's you're gonna have a harder time with someone like that I think so the key is to find someone good from the beginning yeah. if you can and, and we everybody can you can start over but and, and that ties into something else that I, I talked to a certain family member about all the time uh, an older person who's like my age who's starting over and I said you can't you can't make the same mistakes that you made the first time like because his situation didn't turn out so well the first time but now that he's back on the, the dating market, he's kind of going for those same type of folk, women that, that are really not good for him. Right. So I think that. Right. Right. I don't know. I think I think people I think a lot of the a lot of the best women are often overlooked because they're not like the crazy party ones that everyone's like, wow, look at her. But they're really good people. Exactly. Yeah. They're now there. Exactly. They're not there. They're not out there. The good ones are right. always overlooked, I think, because they're not out there being um, publicized, you know what I mean? Out there with their, you know, looking all sexy and all cute and stuff like that. They're too, they're more, you know, homebodies, you know, taking care of business, making sure that everything is OK, you know, making sure that they have a career and a life and some some men don't like that for some reason i do not know why but they don't like it they like those wild and crazy they keep repeating women. the same mistake over and over again 
and keep repeating the same mistake over and over again and they go back and say why what happened i don't even know what happened because you keep re- it's repetitive you keep repeating the same women over and over again same thing with women keep repeating the same men over and over again yeah you know I, yeah that, that's so can, can we like if you even wrote a let's say you wrote out a, a book that has even a pamphlet that has all a bunch of tips and i'm sure it's already been done that to find the best person, you know, life partner, business partner, because in a sense, whoever you're marrying is your partner. They're, they're your business partner. They're your life partner. You're raising your kids. Right. And your decisions are not only going to impact you in the, in the short term, they're going to impact your children. They're going to impact your family because the family, I see it as like a, it's like a little, it's like a, not a business per se, but it, it is kind of like if you have one guy out there who's like blowing all the money, getting arrested all the time. And grandma has to come in and bail him out, and that's taking away from money that could. Yeah, and, <laughs> it's like grandma. I, mean, I think we all have had these situations where, yeah. where it's taking away from the resources from the ones who probably have the most potential. So you have to be very careful who you bring into the family, and and even then, it, it's not, it, it's difficult, you know, um, because you could end up with someone right. who had some bad luck or maybe had a had a tough time but to intentionally bring in someone that is a negative problematic person into your family is it's like bringing you know injecting someone with cancer injecting the family with cancer and it can destroy families and you know break brothers and sisters apart and things like that so i think who you choose in the beginning is the most important decision so i tell my son like he should his friends are all on these uh, you know places they're meeting women or not they weren't around when I was around, but I met my wife in, at, at college, right. you know, in the cafeteria. And, um, you know, that, that at least there you get someone who's, if you're there or meet them in church, maybe. I, I don't know. There's certain places where you can kind of. Oh, no. I, I don't know about church, Michael, because sometimes oh, yeah, there could be some true. wild women in church, too. I, I agree with you. I, so, it depends. you know, it depends. I think. But you got to use your best judgment because, <laughs> like, sometimes when I tell my clients, their right. like, wife might be like, uh, when I'm going to court, like, how should I dress? And I made this mistake years ago, and this is in Atlanta. And I told this, this is on Fort McPherson. I, I told this guy's wife, I said, just dress like you would dress for church. Okay. And uh, she came in with like these uh-huh. clothes that didn't fit, booty shorts on. And like, like it was, I was like, you know, I'm never going to say that again. I should say, dress like you're going to dress, you know, for a, I don't know, for professional job interview, I guess interview for a job interview or something like that because you you know it's just crazy because you know people people i don't know it's just it's just people people are who they are you know and it's glad i'm glad that you picked the right woman of choice because you could it's many women out here and you say look i'm i'm glad that i picked the right one because that's a blessing so do your children follow your footsteps being Uh, a lawyer or anything like that he's uh he's a E4 in the army right now. So he, he enlisted when he was 17 and he's, um, he's going to be deploying over to the middle East somewhere. I don't know where, Uh, but he's, he's in college, but he's in the army reserve and he's taken, as a matter of fact, uh, next week he's taking the, uh, it's called the LSAT. It's a test to get into law school. He does, he might not want to do what I do. I, I think this is some advice out there for parents or any of your listeners of all ages. Don't listen to people that are negative, that, that speak poorly upon the law, if, if, about going to law school and things like that, or about lawyers. If you really want to have a powerful position as a human being in our society, in America, regardless of your sex, background, anything like that, if you get the best education you can and get a law degree, 
you don't have to go to court. You don't have to be a, you don't have to be a, one of these lawyers you see on TV that's like suing people. But you you are become so powerful at, when you become a lawyer and, and like the people running our country. You know, we can vote. That's a tiny thing we can do. But if you want to be one of the people running our country, running your town, or running your your organization, even your business, different corporations, almost every one of those folks has a law degree. It just it almost kicks you up multiple notches. And I think that,、um, and I'm, I'm seeing it now in, in law schools. It's become much more diverse over the past 20 years. And if you go back 50 years, I, mean, I think 50 years ago, some law schools didn't even let women in. And so there's there's finally, you know, it's about、wow. 60% of law、uh, school students are women right now, which is kind of it's a good thing, but it's offsetting this, you know, past history. Uh, so yeah, I, right. And my daughter, she's at Florida State. She's her, a second-year student over there. She, I think, she might want to be a lawyer too. So, I,、okay. listen, go to law.、Okay. If, if you're on the fence, even now, if you have, under, if you just have a bachelor's degree, go to law. If you go to、uh -huh. law school, you'll be surprised. I mean, it, all of a sudden, people once you have the law degree, people are asking you to serve on committees, and just, they come to you. They look at you differently. So, so. Wow! Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. Though your kids are doing very good. So I know this pandemic is going on, and you know everybody. Some people are still losing their jobs. Some people are unemployed. Some people are losing their homes. Some people don't know what they're gonna do with their lives because they've been down depression and all this bad stuff. And some people are doing good, you know, doing this pandemic that's going on right now, you know. So I like to give the listeners a positive message, just to keep their head up.、Um, can you get that positive message for me? Oh, geez, you know everything. This this situation with the pandemic, it no matter whether you're doing good now, you could like for, with us. We didn't have court for six months, and I get paid to go to court. So, and a lot of my friends, you know, ones who own businesses and 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 people that you know, whether you sell cars or whether you whatever you do, it's it's affected everyone in in a negative way.、Um, but geez, to sum it, I mean, I, I go back to what I always tell. What one thing that keeps me up every day, and I've had some, it keeps me motivated, is if you go to to YouTube. And just look up motivational speeches, and this may sound cheesy, and you have some speeches on there by a variety of people that there there are hundreds of them, but and there are compilations of these, and I listen to one a day, and I just have it in my queue, and you might get a speech from、uh, you know it could be Arnold Schwarzenegger, Denzel Washington, it could be Tony Robbins, it could be one by you know some other some other thought leader, but I listen to these every day. Uh, to keep me motivated and keep trucking along, because in the end, I mean, everything in life is cyclical. You know, you might be having a bad day today or next week or next month, but I think as long as we we focus and are grateful for what we have,、uh, even if it's just ourselves, and if we have family members or you know we have time, like the COVID problem has allowed all, a lot of us to spend time with our family, time we would not have been able to have.、Uh, you know, I spent my kids were sent home from school, and we were sitting around. And locked down for 90 days straight, and we watched a lot of movies、right. together, and, and TV shows, and documentaries, and, and we got to cook dinner every day and eat, and just hang out and spend that time where everything's rush, rush, rush in our society. So at a minimum, I think you know this is a time for us to be grateful for what we have, and always remember. I mean, just go back 100 years or 50 years, or 
you know, 200 years ago and think of the circumstances for people living at that time. And then you, then you, right. stop, then I know it's, right. I know it's difficult. I'm not trying to downplay anyone's situation, but imagine just being in that situation and then compare your situation now to uh, where someone could have been 200 years ago. Um, and, and it really, any, no, I don't think anyone in America was well off 200 years ago. Your life expectancy was in the 40s or 50s. People were dying of disease. We had slavery. We had all these other terrible situations going on. Uh, no, so everybody had it bad. It's a question of how bad. And so my point is, if you think of, of your ancestors who came before you, who made it and thrived, many of them, and survived at a minimum, uh, it makes you kind of realize that there's hope. There's as long as you're persistent, you keep a positive attitude, you keep working and just don't quit. You know, don't listen to negative people and, and don't quit. Uh, and just love your, hug your kids. I mean, and, and show love to your, and be grateful to those around you, and uh, just appreciate the small things. That's that's true. That's very true. So give everybody your social media so they can follow you if they need you for anything. Um, they might need a lawyer or, or somebody to help them with their military family that's going on. Yeah, so get them this, where is, they can uh, find you. UCMJDefense.com. That's UCMJDefense.com. And that, that's my uh, law website where, where, you know, for our legal aspect. But if you just go, if you want to look for my book or look at some of my other books, uh, Amazon.com, all of our stuff's on there. If you just type in Michael Waddington and it'll pop up. If you just Google my name, all my stuff pops up. Okay. Well, there you go, listeners. Look him up if you need him. Go on the website. It's going to be in his bio. And um, all the information is going to be there. And I just want to say thank you for listening because we had a wonderful time. And I want to say thank you, Michael, for being on my podcast I with it. me. I appreciate it. I had a good time. Really, I didn't realize that uh, so much time flew by. <laughs> I know, right? I was looking too. I was like, woo, okay, I love this. But I want you to stay blessed and I want you to stay safe and I want you to keep loving like you are and keep helping people because you're doing a wonderful job and keep your head up and, you know, just be. Yeah, thank you very much. Happy. I will. I'll, thank you very much. I, it was, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. And uh, keep your head up, stay strong. Oh, thank you so much. Right, thank you. I will. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon.